0: To another episode of D List at the Podcast. I'm Michael K.
1: And I'm Allison.
0: It's been a minute since we've talked about the saga that is Lori Laughlin and Massimo's college schemes. Mm-hmm. But it's finally coming to an end. Maybe sort of, not really, not at all.
1: We're ent- We're entering the end. It's like we've turned off the highway and we're almost home.
0: But these two are going to find a way to steer the car back on the highway and get more attention out Mm -hmm. of this um they've finally been sentenced but before we get to that um I'll give everyone a quick rundown of events in case you forgot Mm -hmm. you know like usually when like when we pick stories for the podcast you know I always have to go back and like refresh my memory yeah right and with this I don't have to do that much refreshing because I remember a lot of it, which is sad.
1: You could write an SAT paper on it.
0: But, yeah, and no, but I won't have to pay someone $500,000 to fix the answers because I would know the answers. But it's sad because like, I don't know all of the names of my cousins, but I, I could tell you like where Lori Laughlin wants to serve her prison sentence.
1: Mm-hmm. I could tell you the color of the shorts that the... Gianulli girls were wearing when they faked the rowing pictures. What color? Oh well, here's where I would fail. <laughs> okay, so I, let's I get to, let's... I, I need to pay a proctor to answer it for me. <laughs> Okay,
0: so Lori, of course, is best known for playing Aunt Becky on Full House, and her clothing designer husband, Massimo were busted in the college admissions scandal, along with any many other rich, scheming parents. So they paid the leader of the scheme, Rick Singer, $500,000 to get their two daughters, Olivia Jade and El- Isabella Rose, into USC through the rowing team, even though... Those girls can row for shit. So some parents took plea deals right away, like Felicity Huffman, who pleaded guilty and got 14 days but only served 11 in prison. But Lori and Massimo thought they could beat the charges, and they um, wanted to try their luck at trial. So they originally pleaded not guilty. Mm Mm-hmm. And they floated out, you know, that story that they didn't do anything wrong because they believe the money was a charitable donation and not bribe bribery, mm-hmm. and that Rick Singer bamboozled them, right? I'll,
1: I'll admit, it was a very creative defense.
0: They tried it. Capital yeah. T-R-I-E-D. hmm So because they didn't take a plea, they got more charges added, and if they did go to trial and were convicted of of all charges, they could have gotten up to 50 years in prison each, which would have been amazing. But that is not how this story ends. So they finally got a damn clue, and they took a plea deal. So in exchange for the guilty plea, a bunch of charges were dropped. And Lori agreed to two months in prison, 100 hours of community service, and a $150,000 fine. So they had more dirt on Massimo. so he pleaded guilty to an additional charge. And he agreed to five months in prison, 250 hours of community service, and a $250,000 fine. They'll both have to be under two years of probation after getting out of the clink. So they agreed to do that deal in May, but the judge had to approve it, and the judge approved it.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, wouldn't it have made more sense for the judge to be like, to add up all their fines and be like, okay, your fines come to $500,000, the same amount that you use to bribe your kids' way into college? I don't know why I feel like judges need to have some kind of like statement or justice going on.
0: Yeah. They, I just well, you like should see it. They should have just taken all their money
1: honestly. <laughs> yeah, just be like, print out your bank account statement. And I'm going to circle the amount at the bottom. And that's how much you owe.
0: Yeah, just Venmo me your, your the entire contents of your bank accounts. Yeah. So they were sentenced through Zoom last week. And Massimo, you know, he spit out some bullshit, like he regrets hurting his wife and daughters, and he takes full responsibility and blah, blah, blah.
1: I love how he's like, I take full responsibility. I'm like, oh, because you didn't. In the beginning. Remember when you didn't take responsibility in the beginning?
0: Yeah, he changed. Yeah, he turned down responsibility lane now. Mm -hmm. And and Becky, she also spit out her own bullshit, saying she made an awful decision, swayed from her moral compass, and will do everything to make amends, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Now, the judge wasn't that moved and slammed them for taking away spots from kids who have Earned one and deserve one, and the judge said he hopes they spend the rest of their charmed lives making amends. The Bureau of Prisons hasn't said where they're going to serve their sentences, but they both have until November 19th to turn themselves in. So Enu said that they want to serve their sentences separately so that one of them can be with their daughters. And um and like a little bit ago, there was a you know, a tabloid story on how they were going to play the coronavirus card mm-hmm. since coronavirus is all over the prison system, and that they were going to try to use that to get house arrest, meaning they can try, you know, they wanted to serve their entire sentence in their mansion. But TMZ says that because of the way their plea deal was done, they can't get house arrests off the bat. They have to go to prison. But if the facility they're in gets lots of cases of corona, they can argue that uh, you know that they're in danger and that they they want to serve the rest of their sentence at home. Mm-hmm. So Aunt Becky is probably going to like get herself some Corona, smuggle it in, make some commissary muffins, and sprinkle that Corona over and give all her inmates, <laughs> a, a, you know, a hello tree
1: because that's how it spreads. <laughs> yeah. No, she's going to be like, they're going to be like, Aunt Becky, can I get an autograph? And she'll be like, of course. Come here, you need to lean in really close while I give my autograph. Like, come here, like, put your face as close to mine as possible.
0: That means she would have it so she could get out of it that way. So after they were sentenced, uh, sources told us weekly that Lori still doesn't think she did anything wrong and that they're terrified of prison. Who isn't?
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not a fun place. It's called prison.
0: Yeah, so that's that for now. How long do you think they'll serve?
1: Oh, gosh. I mean, I, tr- I want to truly believe in karma, but I also know that karma isn't real. So I want to believe that they're going to spend the whole time, but I'm so scared it's going to be an 11-day situation. Or, like, she's going to check in on the first day, and then, like, all of a sudden, within, like, 24 hours, there's going to be, like... 28 new corona cases and then she'll get to spend it at home and so if I had to if I was like putting money on this if I was like if I had a gambling problem and I wanted to bet on this um I feel like she's going to serve 30 days and I think that Target's Massimo is going to take he's going to be maybe two months I don't like putting that kind of energy out there I want them to serve their full sentence I
0: think they're going to I think they're going to serve close to their full you think so? yeah because I think they're going to want to try to like because they try to make an example out of them
1: yeah and like and Lori is like i'm gonna do everything i can to make amends and stuff like that that probably her like you know publicist has been like it's a good idea if you spend the whole time in prison like
0: i know she would fire that publicist if they told her that she doesn't (laughs) want to go to prison (laughs) <laughs> Hell no, she doesn't want to go to prison. But I'm bra- what I'm bracing myself for is when they get out of prison because mm-hmm. that's when their like redemption tour is going to begin and it's going to be insufferable. Like oh, I it's can already wild Yeah, because it's obvious, like it doesn't seem like they they think they did anything wrong mm-hmm. and they probably believe they're the victims here. So like their post prison interviews are all gonna be like, you know, how they survived this dark point in their lives and they walked through the fire, you know, shit like that.
1: Oh, yeah. It's going to be like six, a 60-minute special or like, a, no, a CBS Sunday morning special. What's that called? The CBS Sunday morning show?
0: CBS This Morning?
1: That's it. So it's going to be like, <laughs> it's going to be like that. And it's going to be like, like, I want, what I really want is like, remember the TV show Occur in Affair?
0: Yes. Nancy like, Glass.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I want is a current affair to cover it, and I want it to be like... Wait, was
0: Nancy Glass a current affair or inside edition? She was a current affair, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But I want it to be like, Becky behind bars. Like, I want to see their coverage of it. I don't want to see Lori Lachlan like, walking near a rose bush, and it's like the sun is shining on her, and then there's like a single tear that comes from her face, and I don't want to see that.
0: It's going to be more than a single tear. Like, she's going to act like she's never acted before, which is not saying much i guess
1: <laughs> hey listen she she busted out some emotion in some of those hallmark movies or the hallmark show where she the hallmark show where she plays an old timey lady she emotes a lot on that
0: have you seen it
1: when calls the heart yeah i've seen commercials for it
0: okay that, that's the same thing so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take your word for it but you know i've said before on this podcast Um, that while I do think they should get some prison time, I really think like they should be forced to use their money to set up some college scholarships.
1: Mm -hmm. I agree.
0: And they can call it the Kimmy Gibbler Scholarship. They can't call it the Aunt Becky Scholarship because nobody would apply to that. Her name is (laughs) Mud.
1: So we just covered the most juicy cash for college scandal of our time. And now we're going to move on to a very juicy fucking old guys for film roles scandal and i regret using the word juicy there but you know i did it
0: yeah i don't think she that. ever got juicy
1: Mm-mm. yeah
0: no wop for her it oh, was all dop for her
1: dry old penis
0: <laughs> no her
1: dry old pussy okay yeah <laughs> the, last week uh, we learned about a 28 year old british actress named charlotte kirk and the reason that we learned about Charlotte Kirk is here's like she's kind of like the spider at the middle of a web, and then the web goes outwards, and all the spider webs go outwards to uh, old ass uh, studio heads and um, directors and things. Nobody under fifty. So kind of all started when she was about twenty. So we're gonna go back to the beginning. So in 2012, Charlotte allegedly—well, not even really allegedly. This has all kind of been confirmed. So. In 2012, Charlotte gets with Ron Meyer, who at the time is the vice chairman of NBC Universal, and he has for, you know, 25 years. He is 75 years old. Ron Meyer recently resigned as, as vice chairman of NBC Universal, and we'll get to the reason why in a second. So in 2012, Charlotte gets with a uh, married Ron Meyer. They hook up with the, you know, agreement that Ron is going to get her some movie roles and Charlotte is going to have sex with him, Right. Right.
0: It's, well, he de- he denies this. He, but yeah, this is yeah. what was reported.
1: This is alleged, right? Yeah. But I mean, really, it's a tale as old as time. Yeah, Like what Angela Lansbury sung about in Beauty and the Beast. So, um, allegedly, Ron never got any movie roles for uh, Charlotte. So, Charlotte yeah. allegedly threatened to expose his cheating. Cause, again, he was married at the time. Yeah. They allegedly settled. Ron says he settled with her. Her lawyer says they never settled with Ron Meyer. So... A year later, 2013, Charlotte gets together with Ken Sujihara, who at the time is the CEO of Warner Brothers. Uh-huh. Ken Sujihara also married at the time. He is also over 50.
0: He's still married.
1: He is still married. Yeah. yeah and his wife stayed together. Yeah. So Ken is 55 now, I believe. So um, Ken got her some parts. She got a part in the movie How to Be Single. She was in Ocean's Eight. So you know her her IMDb yeah. page isn't empty. She should get some roles. So then allegedly, uh, the roles kind of sort of dried up, or she wasn't getting the roles that she wanted. She allegedly threatened Ron with uh, exposing his life, and that's when we are introduced to uh, the directors Josh Newton and director Neil Marshall. So Charlotte is with. Neil Marshall right now. Who, mm-hmm. He's either her boyfriend or her husband. The internet is kind of murky on those details. Neil Marshall, you might know as a director who directed a couple episodes of Game of Thrones and he directed that new Hellboy movie that everybody said was garbage.
0: Oh, and the descent, which is
1: great. The, yeah. The diss- yeah. yeah. So Neil Marshall doesn't do all trash. He does. No, he, he did the descent, which, yeah, which yes. is, is one good movie. It's good. Yeah. So director Joshua Newton and director neil marshall allegedly got together and they went to ron and they um threatened and
0: joshua is also one of charlotte's exes
1: yes she also got with joshua as well so they teamed up though and they were they went to ron meyer and they were like listen if you don't greenlight or finance one of our movies we're gonna expose you as having an affair with this actress and you were married and all that stuff that's when ron was like you can't extort me i quit So the same thing, excuse me, allegedly happened to Ken Tsujihara is somebody came to him was like, I'm going to expose you for cheating on your wife and having sex and promising roles and all this stuff. Ken Tsujihara also was like, you can't extort me. I'm quitting as well. So that brings us to today. So Charlotte Kirk also allegedly was like friends with James Packer, who is the Australian billionaire, who we know is Mariah Carey's former fiance, and she She allegedly was introduced to Ken Sugihara through James Packer. James Packer is very good friends with director Brett Ratner. They have a production company together. And Charlotte allegedly also sort of maybe knew Brett Ratner in that way, was trying to get roles from Brett Ratner. And then allegedly, Brett Ratner was like, lose my number, don't call me ever again. Um, But he denies ever knowing Uh, Charlotte Kirk.
0: Well, I think he helped her get one role, but he denies it was because he was, like, pressured to do
1: it. Right. He was just like, yes, this is an actress who...
0: She deserves the role.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, So, in 2016, though, so a couple years after Charlotte met Ken Tsujihara, part of her settlement with him, because, again, she was like, well, I'm gonna, like, I'll expose you, and he's like, listen, let's just settle this, and, like, you go your way. So allegedly she got a settlement from him but she also got a book deal um because Charlotte identifies on uh, the autism spectrum and I guess she was going to write a book about that well it's been 4 years and there's no book
0: Yeah and so- he also offered her like roles in the settlement because I what I'm unclear about in this story is cuz they're they're all talking about settlements you know she's settled with these right. two Hollywood moguls but It's unclear if she actually got money in the settlement or if it was, like, movie roles.
1: Right. And see, can I tell you what I think it is? Money. I feel like it was hush money. Like, I feel like it was a check. Like, I feel like both Ken and Ron were sitting at their desks. Like, you know, they sit at really big, like, wooden desks, like those, like, studio head desks. And he, like, pulls out his big checkbook. You know, the one that's, like, as long as an arm and it's in, like, a leather book. And he pulls it out and he's like, how much money is it going to take to get you to go away? And then, you know, with like Ron, she's just like, I don't know, $5 million. And then with Ken, she's like, it's $5 million in a book deal. I think that's how it went down. Of course.
0: I don't think she got $5 million. I mean, she probably got some money, but all like the articles I read, they're like, the settlement was made up of like the book deal, the movie role. So I'm like, did she even get paid? Let's hope she did.
1: That would be heartbreaking so i want to know at some point in time who promised who what because i decided like whenever i hear about like an aspiring actress or an actress who's you know kind of on the cusp of being famous the first thing that i always google is um song so i go to youtube and i'll put their name in and it's like so for example i put in charlotte kirk song
0: Oh, my God. Her video is amazing. Yes.
1: So it's a that's
0: song... what she needs to focus on is Absolutely. music because Adele who Beyonce is shook.
1: Mm-hmm. So she has a song called I Get the Feeling and I would classify it as like a dance number.
0: Oh, let me play some of it. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> OK. First of all, like the video is like her in an apartment with her dog. And this dog is like, please kill me.
1: It's a French bulldog and it's yeah, it's looking for the exit. Also, we need to stress that the apartment is not like an apartment rented for the um, video. You
0: know who she kind of sounds a little like? Who? Nicole Kidman. (laughs) Nicole Kidman singing voice.
1: Okay, yes, Nicole Kidman, and do you know who she reminded me of in the video was Laura Dern? Really? Yeah, I felt like I was getting like Laura Dern pretending to make a music video.
0: Now that would be amazing, but yeah, no, I don't get that. I get Nicole Kidman voice, and then I get I um, Betty Gilpin
1: yes. from Glow. So you I get mentioned her. that you mentioned that on Delisted when you wrote about this that when they inevitably make. Uh, a movie out of this, uh, Betty Gilpin should play the role of Charlotte. Poor which,
0: Charlotte. Charlotte should really play the role, but
1: out of kindness, I mean, it's the role she was born to play, and the role that she literally, <laughs> yeah, literally, she's not going to get it. Unfortunately, but I mean, I feel part of me feels kind of bad because I understand what it's like. To, I mean, I don't know what it's, I don't know what it's like to get with um, studio heads. I'm not saying that, but like. You understand what it's like when somebody promises you something and then they don't come through and then you have to like bother them and be like, hey, remember when you said this, right?
0: Yeah. To me, it's more than that. It's like these like Hollywood dudes are fucking pigs because Mm -hmm. like a normal man hires a sex worker and what they wanted is like a woman that they could hold their power over and then they could dangle all these promises to her and... um but in the end i guess they ended up fucking themselves really mm-hmm. so i can see why she got pissed off and extorted them <laughs> yeah but it's like she uh, if her end game was like to get a big career she wasn't very good at like
1: scheming no you have to get everything in writing especially when you're dealing with old guys like that like you can say like listen i'm gonna have sex with you or i'm going to like Uh, suck your old man penis but i want to get a role on this show i want this role or whatever they're gonna forget they're gonna go golfing they're gonna be like oh what did i do yesterday and then that's when the text messages are gonna come in they're like oh yeah that girl oh what did i promise her again like she should have drafted up like a little contract like not a real contract just crayons on a piece of paper that says you're gonna get me a role right question mark and then just had them sign it
0: Yeah, or just record it and then send them a text saying like, I recorded this, so get me that Marvel movie or this goes to your wife. I mean, I watch a lot of life. I watch a lot of Lifetime. Well, that's what she did. Like, I watch a lot of of Lifetime movies and that's what you basically do. So she needed to watch more Lifetime movies.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. She would have extorted properly.
0: Yes, if she got her education from... Lifetime movies.
1: These young kids, they just think they can go right into extortion without doing the research first.
0: But it's like this story is like juicier and more interesting than any movie, any of these people really, th- these people involved made, really. Mm-hmm. It's like...
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. How to be single? I mean, no disrespect to how to be single. But I can't tell you the plot of that, but I can tell you the whole plot of this extortion plot. Yeah. And I'm surprised... Like, which... Extortion is illegal, correct? (laughs) Michael, what do you think? So, like,
0: the police haven't gotten involved?
1: I think the police haven't gotten involved because they didn't want to press charges. I think the police will only get involved if you're like, I want to press charges against this person who's extorting me.
0: Yeah, they probably didn't want their, like, private lives splattered. Sorry for that pun. Mm -hmm. Splattered more than it already is. Mm -hmm. But... So... Let's move on to something that has bothered me since the beginning of time. And now that this podcast exists and is a place for us to bitch about things that bother us. um, Although I have a blog for that too and Twitter and Instagram. But anyway, (laughs) this this has also been written about a million times. So I'm talking about characters in TV shows and movies who don't say goodbye when ending a call. Mm Mm-hmm. They say nothing. They just hang up. So there's a lot of Reddit threads and Quora posts about this and super cut videos on YouTube. You know, people just hanging up mm-hmm. after a call because we're all wondering why can't, you know, the actor just say a simple bye. Does this bother you too or is it just me?
1: It It doesn't bother me so much because I understand that it's a movie. Like I know that I'm not I know that I'm not like watching real people most yeah. of the time, but <laughs> most of the time most I sometimes I get really wrapped up in the story and I think that it's real. I'm like, "Oh no, I'm like they must not be friends. They didn't say goodbye." But no, it's like when it's one of those things that it doesn't bother me until it's pointed out to me and then I'm like, "Yeah, why don't they? It literally saying goodbye takes half a second?
0: Yeah. Okay, bye. Yeah. Hang bye. on. Bye. bye, bye, bye. So, I did a little research. Meaning I, I basically just Googled, why don't people say goodbye in TV shows? Mm-hmm. But I found an article on E! News from 2007. Mm-hmm. So they spoke to two screenwriters who gave the reason that I thought they'd give. So Josh Olson, he got nominated for an Oscar for writing A History of Violence, mm-hmm. which is that Viggo Mortensen movie. So he said that some filmmakers think saying goodbye slows down the action. So... And he's also uh, says it has to do with story flow. And, in, and a real life goodbye sounds normal, but in movies or TV, it can come off awkward. Uh, another screenwriter, Michelle Alexander, who wrote the screenplay for How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, mm-hmm. says that writing like a goodbye uh, in a phone call comes off as amateurish. She said, um, every word in your script should mean something and move the story along.
1: I think my argument for it would be that there's no way to write a goodbye that sounds real because a real goodbye takes like 10 minutes. No. Yes. Are you kidding me? You
0: don't tell me you're one of those, Allison.
1: Michael, you know I'm one of those. Oh my
0: God.
1: Because you, well, like you're like, you get ready to say goodbye. Well, I've never talked
0: on the phone with you, I don't think, so I don't know.
1: Oh my god, we haven't. We've never talked on the phone. Oh
0: my god, thank God because I would have blocked you if you're if you're one of those like you know. Oh, nice
1: talking Michael, to you, Michael. We would I still be on the. Talk.
0: I know we, we would, would still st- be on the
1: phone. <laughs> we would have hung. We'd have the phone live while we're recording this podcast. No, because yeah, like when you're talking, you're like, oh gosh, I was going to tell you something. Oh, hold on! I'll think about it. Don't worry. I, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, my battery's about to die. They're like, oh, okay. Well, I'll talk to you tomorrow. No, I got things to do tomorrow. Like, oh, I better let you go. Like, that's how a real goodbye is.
0: No, that's not how a real goodbye goes. That's how your goodbyes go. But I'm, I'm literally like, okay. Well, you know, I have to get dinner. Bye.
1: Well, you still explain it though. You don't just say goodbye. Like, you don't just. You're not mid sentence like someone being like, are you going to the doctor's tomorrow? Yep goodbye like nobody would even say that like so you still have to say something that you have to s- there's the goodbye and then there's the setup to a goodbye no but
0: in movies there's usually that's why it drives me crazy because sometimes there is the setup and all they have to say is okay bye like they don't they there's already the setup they're already talk. they're already talking about like they're gonna meet tomorrow whatever but i i watched a, uh i watched a youtube video right where the the youtuber whose name is He tried to show why a telephone goodbye is awkward in movies. So he did this scene with other people where the villain is calling a James Bond type with a threat. And the villain says goodbye, like, okay, bye, bye bye-bye, to show how awkward it is. But that doesn't really work because if a villain doesn't say goodbye, that makes sense to me. Because a villain is mean and rude.
1: So the villain villain
0: wouldn't say goodbye.
1: A villain doesn't need to maintain that friendship.
0: No, not at all. But, like, I've seen TV and movies where the character's talking to their mom or dad, and they, like, hang up. Like, if I did that to my mom, she would call me back Mm -hmm. and be like, you know, honey, I think we got... Cut, you know, cut off. This is so strange. I think something is wrong with my phone. My friend says she didn't get my text either. Can you call T Mobile and see if there's something wrong with my phone? Or maybe there's something like, talk about fucking up the flow. The scene would never end. It would be like you saying goodbye.
1: <laughs> I need to call your mom.
0: I know you, you two. <laughs> you never say goodbye. Allison and I will now go over five stories, starting with Leah Michelle. So, Leah Michelle was in the news recently. We talked about her here because she got dragged for terrorizing nearly everyone in her path since birth. And now she's the one being terrorized because she's the mother of a newborn. So, Leah Michelle and her husband, Zandi Reich, and yes, that's his real name, welcome to Son. On August 20th. And that's my dog's birthday. So Mm -hmm. it's a very special day. So because her son is a Leo, they named him Ever Leo Reich. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like, it's a good thing he wasn't born during cancer times. Like, who would want to be Ever Cancer?
1: No one. That would be an instant legal name change for him. You know, Michael, some say that when her baby was born, he let out a long, loud, high-pitched cry. And Leah said... Okay, but I bet I can probably hold that note for longer. Let me try.
0: Yeah, and it'll hurt more ears, <laughs> really. Oh uh, You know that name that Ever Leo sounds like the name of a Leonardo DiCaprio fan site, like from the <gasps> early aughts. It probably was, honestly.
1: Ever Leo at Angel Fire. <laughs> yeah, but I am
0: surprised that Leah didn't like suck up to Ryan Murphy and her idol Barbara Streisand uh, some more by naming the kid Ryan like Butter. <laughs> That was horrible. So Drew Barrymore was on the Hot Ones, a YouTube show, and she confirmed the old Hollywood story about how when her grandfather, John Barrymore, died, his friends, Errol Flynn, W.C. Fields, and art critic Sadaki... Oh, God, I knew I was going to fuck up this name. (laughs) Sadaki Chi Hartman stole his corpse from the morgue and propped him up at a poker table for one last party. Errol put that story in his memoirs. So Drew said the story is true, but she's not sure if that story inspired we get it at Bernie's or not. And she said that she hopes her friends do the same thing with her dead body.
1: Oh my goodness, Drew Barrymore's the best. Um, that story is so weird. Like going to Why? the morgue. Why is it weird?
0: <laughs> Why <laughs> don't you don't you go to the morgue and get your friend's body out and then play poker with it? All
1: right. I yeah, mean, you'll you
0: win. You'll win every time.
1: You got me. No,
0: I would still lose
1: because I suck at poker. (laughs) You're like, all this work and I still lost. No, I was just going to say, this story isn't any weirder than the strangest Barrymore family story, which is the time that Drew Barrymore married Tom Green. (laughs) I mean, that was weird. I love it, though. But it was weird.
0: So, like, we're all probably wondering what kind of drugs Errol and friends were on, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing it's the kind of drugs that take out your sense of smell. Because that's, I I like, I smell, I smelled that story. Really. So the 29th season of Dancing with the Stars will start on September 14th. And they will be back in the studio, but there will be no audience. So we already heard that Tyra Banks replaced Tom Bergeron and Aaron Andrews as hosts. And she'll also executive produce. So the cast won't be officially announced until September 2nd. But we know that Caitlin Bristow, who is on The Bachelorette, is in the cast. AJ McLean, uh, the Backstreet Boys, will also probably be in the cast. Um, Entertainment Tonight says that Carol Baskin from Tiger King, Anne Heche, and Chrishell Staus, I think I said that right, from Selling Sunset are all in talks to join. Dr. Fauci was offered a spot (laughs) but turned it down because like you know he's kind of busy with something slightly more important
1: dr fauci doesn't have time for that he doesn't have time for dancing he's trying to fix he's trying to science save the world yeah um i have a feeling that carol baskin is going to be on the season of dancing with the stars because she was a very huge celebrity this year um but i am not looking forward to the types of Uh, jokes that they make you know how they always kind of like make a joke or do a dance that has to do with their career I don't want to hear Tyra Banks be like Carol Baskin might have killed her husband but she certainly murdered that Paso Doble
0: oh she's gonna say that 100% Tyra (laughs) yeah (laughs) and Carol is probably gonna win if she's on why because I mean yes you get more money the longer you're on right Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you get more money as the weeks go on. The longer you stay on, the more you get money you get. But like, how can you enjoy that money when you beat Carol Baskin and you suddenly find yourself covered in sardine oil while lying on a plate in front of a tiger wearing a napkin? You're not going to be able to spend that money. So Sheena Shea, she's on Vanderpump Rules. She was on a podcast called Flashbacks, and she said that she got with John Mayer right after he broke up with Jennifer Aniston. Sheena's roommate at the time was Stacy the bartender from The Hills, that reality show. So this is a real who's who of who mm-hmm. story. Um Sheena said that she and Stacy would hang out at John's place a lot and it went on for months. She called it a thruple because they fucked all three of them together as well. And she got a little jealous toward the end because he liked Stacy the bartender more, and after she left the Thruple, he continued with Stacy the bartender a bit longer.
1: I don't know how she needed to be that jealous. I mean, it's it's John Mayer. There's lots of brown-haired guitar-playing guys in the sea. Um, And also, I mean, how good would it have been, really? Like, he'd start singing Your Body's a Wonderland, And then when they asked which girl he was referring to, he's probably like, "Uh, I don't know, both of you? Both of you got bodies like Wonderlands? Like, I'm just saying the romance might not have been there. Well, and also it's like,
0: uh, why would you get jealous? Like, John Mayer has done everybody. Right? (laughs) Like, if you have a white vagina and live in the Los Angeles area, there's a good chance John Mayer's David Duke, Duke dick, his words, not mine, has tried to tap it. So I don't know. Yeah. KFC has announced in a press release that after 64 years of using the slogan, it's finger-licking good, they're going to press pause on it for a bit because of coronavirus. So they said in the statement, We find ourselves in a unique situation, having an iconic slogan that doesn't quite fit in the current environment. While we are pausing the use of it's finger-licking good, rest assured, the food craved by so many people around the world isn't changing one bit. KFC promised uh, that the slogan will come back when the time is right.
1: This is stupid. It's dumb. I mean, I get that their slogan doesn't work in COVID times, but the replacement slogan doesn't work either. Like, their slogan now is, it's good. And, I mean, anyone who's eaten KFC knows. That's debatable.
0: Well, and not only that, but the chemicals KFC puts in their chicken will probably kill coronavirus. And your butthole, too, from the dark. show-and-tell time, the part of a show where Allison and I recommend a little something. So my show-and-tell this week is a scary movie that is very, very, very timely. Although, you know, if you want to watch something scary and timely, you just turn on the news.
1: Oh! I always love that joke.
0: <laughs> oh my god, it's a repeat? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we
0: might. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's like a three-peat, a four-peat.
1: I'm sure we've, yeah, I'm sure we've covered that a one.
0: six-peat, um... A classic at this point. (laughs) Uh, But this, okay, this scary movie is called Host, and it's on Shudder. So if you don't know what Shudder is, it's a streaming service that only shows horror movies. Um, They have a seven-day free trial, and there's a lot of other movies you can watch on there during your trial. So Host was directed by Rob Savage, and it was filmed during the lockdown, Mm -hmm. and all quarantine restrictions were in place. So, and that makes sense when I tell you the plot. Okay. So it's about a group of friends. They're all British, except for one who's American. I believe they're all British. And they're all women, except for one dude, right? hmm So they all get, like, on a Zoom call. Uh, and one of the women hired a medium to conduct a seance for them on the Zoom call.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they're all on the Zoom call. It's like the movies, you know, you're just looking at the screen of all the Zoom, uh, Zoom boxes. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they, they try to summon spirits from their past and then shit goes down. Like, I won't give anything away, but it's, it's like a modern day Blair Witch.
1: Okay, but like the whole time you're watching the Zoom call?
0: Yeah, you're watching all of them on a Zoom call. Ooh, the so whole like time. Scary, so it's like Scary Brady Bunch. Yeah, it's like a scary... Brady Bunch meets Blair Witch. Mm. And so, like, when scary shit happens and they kind of need to, like, go investigate in the other room, they take their laptop
1: and they, like, turn it around so you can see. Oh, okay. See, Michael, I imagine that it was, like, everything was, like, locked and stationary. So if they, like, got up to go to the bathroom, you just, like, saw a blank screen. (laughs) Like, you just see the thing behind them. Oh, sometimes that, too. But
0: then they, like, you know, they'll pick up their laptop and... right go go other places in their house
1: something okay first of all this sounds very scary and secondly is the ghost do you find out if the is it like a ghost or a spirit or a demon or something do something tra- like that do yeah. they travel through like the wi-fi like is it let me ask you this is it one person who gets affected or do all of them get affected that's giving things away oh damn okay try I'm okay there, to, like, there's, I can there's, there's this. spirits
0: involved okay. but yeah i don't want to give anything away
1: Is it is it legitimately scary? Like, were you actually scared? Well, it's only an hour long, which was a
0: a great selling point for me (laughs) because I fucking fall asleep Um, and I don't really get scared. And yeah, it was pretty scary for me. And I wasn't even stoned, I think. But yeah, yeah, it was pretty scary. And I think there's may even be like a s- close-up snot scene as an homage to Blair Witch. I think there is one. I think really? I saw some snot, you know, Did, some snot yeah. of fear.
1: Did one of the girls take her computer outside for no reason <laughs> into the woods? Close. Okay. But yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm asking too many spoilery questions.
0: It's, it's an easy watch. So that's my, my show and tell for the week.
1: Okay. And if you can't get it on Shutter,
0: Oh, it's a Shutter exclusive.
1: Mm, okay. Okay. Well, you said there's. Well, you, a you got. Free you can trial. do the
0: free trial, the seven day free trial.
1: There you I, go. They have
0: Shutter in Canada, I think.
1: Maybe I don't know. I haven't investigated it because I get scared at scary movies. So, um, okay, I'm interested in that. Uh, also, I need to ask you: Do they join for the Zoom call specifically to do a seance, or does it like start out as something else, like they're celebrating someone's birthday?
0: No, they do. They did it specifically. Okay. So they all knew the spookiness was about well and you know some of them don't take it that seriously you know it's like
1: okay i like it that's good okay so my show and tell is kind of weird but uh i'm gonna i'm gonna do it anyway so that's what many men have said about me (laughs) it's your it's your kfc slogan (laughs) (laughs) so my sister who specifically wanted me to say my sister uh I was like, I can say a person I know. She's like, no, mention me. So my sister, <laughs> here's your shout out. So my sister called me the other night, or excuse me, she left me a, a voice memo on my phone, and she was watching this show called Netflix. It's like on Netflix, and it's called Bread Barber Shop. Now, okay, I'm not gonna assume anything. My sister might have been high. So again, I'm not going to point any fingers, but she was watching a show called Bread Barber Shop. It's a cartoon for children. It's about these anthropomorphic pieces of bread and cartons of milk, and they run a barber shop. Anyway, oh yeah, she was dumb talking bread. Yeah. Absolutely so but here's the thing she said she goes this show is really dumb which is just about the most heartbreaking review you can get from a stoner so it made me think okay if I was gonna be high which you know I don't do that anymore I'm already high on life I don't need any more drugs in my life so but I thought if I'm gonna get high what would be a kid's show that I would watch and so my recommendation this week my show and tell is a show called Moon and Me now this is a show that my daughter watches, and she loves it. She's obsessed with this show. She's got the toys. She like sleeps with them at night. Anyways, it's a British show, and okay. it's about this um, doll. It's like a toy dollhouse. It's uh-huh. um, and so there's like a a kid at the beginning, and the kid puts all the toys to bed, and then the one t- uh, doll, her name is Peppy Nana. She gets up. She writes a letter to this baby. Is that
0: lady. Pepe Le Pigs? Um... Pepe Le Pew. Uh, at rival? No. no. Pep, sorry, Peppa Pigs. Peppa Pig. I was putting Peppa Pig and Pepe Le Pew together.
1: Oh, yeah. Peppa
0: Pigs rival.
1: It could be a DNA match. I'm not sure if it could be a rival. No, this is like a girl. peppy Nana okay. is a girl. So peppy Nana writes a letter to this baby who lives on the moon named Moon Baby. And then Peppi Nana's like, Will you come and visit us? So Moon Baby flies from the moon and comes to the house there's lots of friends that live in the house like an onion named Mr. Onion um there's a talking uh lily plant named Lily Plant which is a little little shop of horrorsy so yeah. that might be a little bit upsetting for somebody who's high but generally though the puppets are not scary looking oh yeah I should stress it's like it's live action puppets
0: oh okay i thought it's a cartoon
1: no it's not a cartoon so it kind of looks real but it's not real enough to scare you like you're not gonna get scared there's is one there that... humans in it Mm-mm, not a okay. single human so they're
0: all puppets
1: all puppets they're... but they're like um it's like uh a... it kind of looks like nightmare before christmas sort of like those type of puppets oh, okay yeah so they're all really sweet looking. They're all adorable. They're all friends. There's one named Collywobble, which has really scary eyes. And it kind of looks like a sex toy, but not enough to give you nightmares. And all the oh, a
0: sex toy would not give me nightmares. It Give me the opposite.
1: You're like, hey, Collywobble, what's your story? (laughs) Tell me a little bit more about you. (laughs) No. So the the whole thing is, though, every episode is like 25 minutes. They're all friends. Every episode is going to make you happy. The episode's always end with like peppy nana giving moon baby a hug and baby going back to the moon they sing songs i will give one warning there is an episode that features a song sung by michael buble so if michael buble is your trigger you've been warned the episode is called the silly song just skip that one so do e- do different like famous
0: singers sing a song in each episode
1: no michael just Bublé, that one he just so he- popped up out of nowhere to sing a song about a horse and it was a very jarring yeah. But generally, the song is fun. Like, if you were stoned, it would be a fun song to sit and listen to. But I just figured, like, if you want, if you, let's say, get high, and you want something that is going to be really weird to watch while you're high, but also kind of relaxing and, like, nice, then Moon and Me. Moon and Me, you can watch episodes on YouTube. If you live in Canada, it's on the CBC Gem app. But it's available everywhere. There's, like, you, there's tons of Moon and Me episodes on YouTube. Moon and me. Okay, it's really cute. I mean, I might have cried at some episodes. And again, so I'll 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 get together with my bong and me
0: to watch Moon. Moon and me.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'll definitely do that. (laughs) Any reason to get stoned? Even to watch uh, Moon Baby? Yeah. okay so that ends our show and tell and that ends our show for the week if you've got a note for us or a question or whatever you can email us at dtp at Dlisted.com. and if you haven't subscribed to us or rated us yet please do so thank you moon thank allison you. <laughs> goodbye wait goodbye. The, does the moon baby ever grow up like get older
1: no, I mean, um, I, yeah, it's like maybe meant to be a baby for the rest of its life, which. Moon I don't... Toddler.
0: Moon Toddler will be the sequel.
1: Moon Moody Teen. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, okay. goodbye. Goodbye, Peppy Michael. Bye. Bye.